Ashley. And I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we are back in another truck. We're doing another ride-along. Uh, back-to-back here, Chris. This one's a little different, though. <laughs> Last week, we were out in a 2017 Power Stroke uh, that had a real mild lift on it, set of 35-inch tires, turbo upgrade, high-pressure pump upgrade. Uh, it's our emissions-equipped uh, sled pull shop truck. Uh, this week, we're out in a customer ride. Yeah, and uh, this thing's a little bit bigger tire, a little <laughs> bit bigger lift, a little bit bigger everything. I mean, this thing is just a freaking monstrosity on the road. There you go. Get, give them a rundown. What are we driving? So we have a 2018 GMC Denali Duramax L5P motor. Uh, came to us all the way from California uh, to do a Stell 64 turbo. Um, I got to tell you, man, the, the guys out west do things a little differently than, than the way we do it here in the Midwest. This thing is big. Uh, it's on a huge wheel, a 40-inch tall tire. The thing's lifted up to the moon. Uh, Paul, you had a trouble just hopping into it. We both did, right? Yeah, like, no lies. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a big truck, you know, and different parts of the country, I always say guys do truck setups a little differently, right? Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Uh, but this just isn't what we generally see day in, day out where we work. Um, so we thought, hey, why don't we why don't we do a ride along in this? It's a cool truck. It has a cool turbo. It, you know, it made some pretty good power. Um, but what's the practicality of a big lifted truck here in the Midwest? Because again, we don't get a lot of experience in that. No, no, we don't. And then, you know, we come across a few here and there of guys who will lift up a Duramax. I think it's probably bigger in our area with like Jeep guys and yep. maybe some of the gas truck guys and things like that. What I'm always impressed to see is the technology and how quickly it adapts. This is a 2018. So to put whatever, 12, 14 inches of lift, whatever is on this yep. thing. Um, it's amazing to me that we don't have TM. TPMS sensors right. going wild, ABS sensors going wild, cruise control works. Yep. Uh, you are testing the lane uh, assist, assist yep. which is, I can't believe it works at all. Uh, I, yeah. I know traditionally, like usually when these, these newer style trucks come out, uh, getting some of that electronic support to be able to, to still use all the functionality of your truck yeah. and not have a, a you know, dashboard that looks like a Christmas tree. Yep. Sometimes that's the biggest challenge where it's not necessarily the, I, I know a lot of lift guys talk about angles and the right. geometry of it all. It's not something I know anything about. I don't know where your, where your expertise um, lies with I'm it. I'm right there with you on that. <laughs> I will say, um, what I love about that California style is, is all the color matching that goes into it. Oh, there's a lot of money tied up in powder on this. <laughs> and it's tastefully done nonetheless. We'll do some side photos and video of it for uh, our viewers to see. Um, but the truck is done uh, proportionally correct. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as much as the, the powder coat frame and stuff isn't really something I, I do myself, it's really hard to not respect and appreciate when something has oh. been executed correctly. It's got a Banks rear diffuser, uh, the pumpkin cover, right? Sure. Uh, that's powder coated to match with all the suspension work, uh, a lot of the front end stuff. Uh, it just, it all comes together really nice. He's got this really crazy custom hitch yeah. in the rear as well. Um, <laughs> that's all powder coated to match as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's unique when, you know, we over at Calibrated Power, we we deal a lot, you know, in the performance stuff, right? Yeah. And we dyno a lot of trucks. Like, you have a truck on a stock tire or you have a truck on like a 33-inch tire. Okay, cool. Once you start getting into the 35s, like, oh, it's going to rob you a couple horsepower. And here we have this truck on a 14-inch wide tire, a 
40 inch tall tire like we are talking a mammoth tire like you're driving this thing and there is tracks going down the road with, with how big that it's footprint so is so much rotational mass dude yep. they're, they're massive tires i think it's hard to get your head around a 14 inch wide by 40 inch tall tire yep. um it, it's not just that it's taller and, and that's going to play around with with some of your calibration it's that it's a lot of weight yep. there's a lot of resistance created by that tire uh and just the drive line in general the yep. way that it's, it's set up so so it is really interesting to see i'll say we've been in it for a few minutes here and we're just going down a straight road just cruising the speed limit um it's pretty smooth i'll tell you what <laughs> like, the one thing i think about my you know my dad when i was growing up he always had lifted trucks um and I, that was never anything my style my taste yeah but i always remember the steering wandering having a really rough ride and you know we had to have it look the part it always had to look the part <laughs> where we're driving this thing and like paul we're we're up in the air like oh, yeah. we're passing the stop sign we are eye level with the stop <laughs> sign like this thing is no joke this thing is tall in the air we're passing this panel van and we are looking over the top of the panel van like easily the, the truck is a big big truck but it drives very sensibly. Uh, it I has really nice it. tight steering. Uh, you know, a little slow on the acceleration, but again, that big sure, tire sure. wheel, that rotating mass. But, this thing drives really refined. But that is the last really time well. I got in a vehicle this tall with this much lift and this much tire. Yeah. It drove like a Bronco. It, it like like it like felt like riding a horse. Your yeah. your arms are all over the place. You're getting a workout. The ride quality is usually shit. You're usually bouncing up and down. You feel every bump as though it was a sledgehammer behind yeah. you. Or it's so soft that God forbid you drive 60 miles an hour, it feels like you're gonna float off the road. Right. Um, and, and those are usually the two extremes that whenever I see a lifted truck out in the wild, I'm always like, like, like you said, well, it looks the part, but it's yeah. not something I would wanna drive. This is from the passenger seat. A little bit of tire noise. It's got big wide tires on. I can hear a little bit of whine. You guys probably aren't going to pick it up in the in the mics or the cameras, but it's there. Trust me. Um, but it's not screaming. It's not like the old you know the old Jeeps with the Thornbirds on it that were just howlers, right? Like it's it's there, but it's nothing obnoxious. Yeah. And I'll say like you know the the customer has tuning from a third party, the transmission <coughs> side of things, and how the truck reacts, responds, the downshifts, the upshifts. Keep in mind, guys, when you have a truck of this size, you're generally sacrificing some of that drivability. You you're gonna to. get a transmission that isn't gonna downshift. You're gonna get a transmission that isn't gonna upshift correctly. Really impressed with the way this truck drives. I just towed into the throttle a little bit ago. It seamlessly downshifted, unlocked the converter, re-locked re the converter, and we went about our business. The, the truck is extremely practical, and I wasn't expecting to no. use those words. <laughs> no. we, we, when you first approached me about, hey, we could take this one out for a, for a ride-along, uh, I was hesitant because I was like, you know, I don't want to get into a customer truck that, that you deal with and that yeah. the company deals with and, and bash on them, right? right? Like we work at Duramax Tuner full time. Even the trucks that maybe aren't necessarily our type of builds, right. we always try to have some respect for it. Like you said, we know a lot of passion goes into these, no matter what your style of yeah. flair is. Um, this is one that usually all the stuff that I was ready to bash on and poke at and trying to you figure out nice ways to down. say it is I'm yeah. like, well, I guess we don't need to go through that route. I guess we can kind of just take this out and and see what it feels like. I would I would love if you could give her some throttle here after this turn and, yeah, yeah, we'll, and see, uh, see what she does. We'll definitely take a turn here. And you know, I'm sure just like lift kits and everything else, there's good quality and bad quality too, you know? Yeah, yeah, again, it, it's it's not our realm of expertise, right? Lifts and, and things of that nature. Um, wow. You know what this reminds me of is like acceleration in like a tuned and turbo dually. 
You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree. Like a tuned, uh, you know, a little bit bigger tire dually, something along those lines. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is a lot of truck, and we were we just hit it, you know, three quarter throttle. It, it it powered up really nicely. You can tell it's got the power. Yeah. Again, it's just a lot of rotating mass to turn said weight into a forward motion. But I gotta tell you, we just went over a couple bumps on that little bridge, and the front end didn't wander. There was no death wobble. Like this thing drove straight. <laughs> it's really a solid truck. But like I was mentioning earlier, I'm sure there's good kits, bad kits when it comes to lift kits. Right. Like you had mentioned prior, there's a lot to be said about geometry. We all know about the independent front suspension on the Chevys, and you know what makes it less vulnerable, more, more vulnerable to tie rod issues, CV axle stuff like that. But yeah. You know, I'm not going to tie into that because that's not my, not my, not my expertise. I just don't know anything about it. But, uh, you know, whoever did do this, whatever kit they do have on this, like they did a very, very nice job setting this up. Yeah, I, I would say jump, uh, jump on our YouTube channel and check out the show notes. We'll make sure we put a yep. plug in there for whoever did this because whoever did it, did it right. Uh, and that's that's not something again that we normally say about them. No. Now it, it's an L5P, so L5Ps are kind of their own beast in the Duramax world. You're talking the 2017 plus models. Uh, yeah, it's still a 6.6 liter. It's still common rail diesel, but we all know that that they made some major improvements when it came from the LML to the L5P generation. When you were out in California. You talked to Banks years ago. Sure. He had an engine on a test stand. He was kind of at the forefront of L5P development and really understanding swirl and uh, intake air uh, mass and temperatures and things like that. And there, the L5P is a force to be reckoned with through and through. No question. No question. Uh, the, the power band in these is probably, my, my personal opinion, is the best that, that a Duramax has ever come with. Um, that's the closest to the Cummins it's ever been. You're oh, right. quit playing now. Um, but but it is, it's, it's something that we expect. We expect it, I don't know necessarily snappy is the right word. I don't think that's how I'd describe an L5P. Uh, we expect a nice wide torque curve. We expect that when we get into the power band, it's there for a long period of time. Uh, and this is before the 10 speed, right? So you said an 18, so we're still on a six speed yep. trans, which is probably the preferred trans that came oh, in the yeah. L5P. The 10 speeds, hey, if you got one, you got a newer truck, you got a nicer truck. They're great transmissions. They're great, but you know, if we're talking about performance and modifying it and being able to customize it, uh, it's, it's not the one you want. Um, whereas in, yeah, the six speed, they, they hold power. Do you know, has he had anything done to the trans? Is it just uh, a converter in it? That I'm not sure on. Not sure, okay, no worries. I mean, it, it feels strong. It feels um, really strong. Which is, is something you start to worry about. You know, one of the big problems with lifted trucks is not not just the ride quality and and the acceleration, but it's also it's what stress it puts on the rest of your vehicle. We talked about all that extra rotating mass and the weight and the drag that comes off of lifting a truck. You have added aerodynamic drag because you're up in the air and air's coming underneath the truck. You've added rotational mass, which is weight, which is really requires more torque to do the same job. Yeah. Um, so transmissions are one of the things that we find weaken up quickly uh, is just the reality of you it. You talk to a lot of guys, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, this power plant, you know, the transmission's good for 500 horsepower. Well, that doesn't mean, you know, there's more that goes into that, right? <laughs> Turbo configuration, you know, do you have compounds? Do you have a, a small single? Does the torque come in super low? Does the torque come up in the higher RPM window? Yeah. That's one thing. Number two, like you had mentioned, tire size. A truck, you know, let's say we take an L5P trans and we say it's good for 550, 600 horsepower. Well, on a stock tire, it might live for a little bit, but when you put 35s, 37s, 40s, something like that, like, you know, it's, it's a it's a ticking time bomb, you know, because of that added stress. It as is. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah I, I wish there was a better way to convey, like, 
the stress level it can handle. We need like a, a Duramax tuner stress scale yeah. uh, to really map that out. But but it is, it, it's that general concept of like, listen, nothing's built to last forever. It just isn't. You know, these parts, they, they have a lot of heat, a lot of friction, a, a lot of drag, a lot of stress is, is put through them. Um, and so it's always interesting to see. I think another one of the, the things that people forget about, and I don't know if this has had any modifications or a part of the kit, but is a steering stabilizer. Steer, just your general steering column uh, is something I've seen on like older LV7s with big big 12-inch lifts. They just start to fall apart. Yep. You, you know, you're again, there's more resistance as you go to twist that wheel. And, and with bigger trucks, we were just talking about turning radius. Right. You know, how much... How much turning radius do you give up as you go to a, a much wider vehicle, a, a much wider stance uh, with bigger tires and you're up in the air? Some of this balances out, right? We're hoping that by the time you're up in the air, you have clearance. So you don't run into the clearance exactly. issues. Because exactly. how many how many posts have we seen on L5P Brotherhood? That's 35 inches. Will it clear stock, right. stock ride height? <laughs> you know, maybe the height will, but when you stick the wheel out, right? And as you stick the wheel out, you have that much more stress on the front end. Yep. You know, so, again, things that we're not experts in, but we know a little <laughs> bit to know. We, we know enough that like these are problems, generally. Uh, this truck, how does it feel on the steering? Is there, does it feel like it's hard to turn the wheel? Is it, is it smooth and it's quick? Definitely. I mean, you can tell the power steering pump is, is in good, healthy condition, right? Like, okay. you're not fighting it or anything like that. What I will say is, while we've had the luxury of driving a lot of trucks, right? Yeah. You can tell as you tow into the throttle. The truck wants to go, but there is just something holding you back, and that's just the size of the truck, yeah. the rotating mass of the wheel, the height of the tire. These are all kind of those restrictions where, you know, this truck is very similar to a personal buddy of mine, Nate, who uh, we had actually used to do some uh, stealth turbo development a few years ago. Okay. Um, and he's on a 33-inch tall tire, and just that tow-in throttle, you know, there's a big responsive difference between the two trucks. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is one of those too that that you have to kind of figure out what do you want out of your build. You know, obviously this has a, has something to do with looks. I don't know the owner. I don't want to speak for his motivations, but he put a lot of time, a lot of love, a lot of energy into getting it to look right, and I, oh, I think he nailed it. He executed it. Executed. If you're for looking sure. for that that style, this is it. This like is this it. is a pinnacle. Um, we're on the flip side. We're like. Are, are you going to be out in the dunes? Are you going to be off-road? Are, are you going to be, you know, do you have a dirt road that you're going to drive down? Because if so, you might not want to powder coat so much underneath the exactly. vehicle, right? Things exactly. like that. Um, but it, if you're looking for this and to still have it something that you enjoy driving, yeah, wow. This is very well-rounded. Yeah. I said we pull up over here, you know, get you in the driver's seat. Let's do it. Have a little bit of fun. Give her a test run. There you go. So, uh... I'm driving now, Chris, and you're right. I mean, you can feel, you can feel the wheels in the in the steering wheel a right. little bit. Like when I when I say that, like the, you're going to get a little bit of vibration. Um, like I said, the, the power steering is doing its job. The power steering is. pump, I, yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of tire to move. It is, and, and and it's not so bad that it's throwing you all over the place. It doesn't feel like a workout by no. any means. Uh, it feels like it's you know. Again, you notice it. If, if you've ever driven anything lifted, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'd say this is probably one of the the, the lowest impact that I've noticed. Um, <laughs> impact? Talk about jumping in and out of this thing. <laughs> I did just hop down. I'll tell you, uh, you, you know, I could probably work out a little bit more. <laughs> probably stretch before I have to get in and out of this truck every day. That'd be for sure. 
but I could definitely see, you know, when you when I talk to guys or you know, guys talk about <coughs> what they want to do with their trucks. They talk about lift kits, they talk about wheel tire combos, they talk about power levels, this and that. And I always have had this um, this idea or this mentality of if the truck is lifted, it's not gonna be as practical to use. Right. And I can honestly say, like, this is one of those trucks, again, tastefully done, put together right. You, it is possible to have a truck make some respectable power, get out of its own way, maybe race a couple cars on the weekends. Sure. Look good, be lifted to the moon, and still be practical to tow and do the stuff you needed to do during the week. Yeah, I mean, I think most guys would see this truck and assume that it's like a lot of lifted trucks. You right. have stock power and a lot of show. Uh, I think they would be amazed, like absolutely blown away at what this thing really could do. I don't know that I would call it fast. I, I don't think a truck like this is built to be fast. But it, there is something to be said about the truck being this size and having the ability to get out of its own way. And Absolutely. this thing does that very well. Absolutely. Uh, especially like we're going down this D-cell, we're gonna go up this hill. Minimal throttle input, the truck just kind of picks up and goes up nicely, you know? Yeah. Drives, drives well. So is this gonna be next on the bucket list, build the big lifted truck? Nah, you know, again, like it's, they're, they're, it's cool. It is cool for somebody else to own. I kind of think of it like a boat. Uh, you know, really awesome that somebody I know owns one. Uh, so I get to ride in it or drive it every once in a great while. But I don't, this isn't what I would want to do every day. No. I, I just, it, it is still, I'll be honest with you, like, it's still more work than what I want to put into for steering and driving and paying attention and things like that. And I'm sure you get used to it over time, but like the angle of where your hood is compared to the white line or just knowing how wide the vehicle oh, is. It's big. Um, it is one of those that as you're passing other trucks and, and semis and stuff on a two lane highway, you're like, it doesn't feel like I should fit. It, yeah. <laughs> it feels like I should grab the ditch to give this guy more room. Yep. Uh, but no, it, it, it pulls straight. You know, you, you, you build yourself some trust with it and some, some experience with it. Testing the brakes out here. This is another thing we notice that when we get in these really, really big trucks that, you know, it, it, it's funny, this guy has can't stop in the windows and on the plates <laughs> and all that. Uh, but it is something we see out of like, like your first time lifting a truck, you're never gonna think about the added braking capacity right. that you're gonna need. Well, that has that absolutely negative, do need it. That has that negative effect, just like we talked about with your acceleration and the bigger rotating mass of the tire and the and the wheel you know you have to stop all of that as you are getting that to accelerate that's right but i think this thing does a really nice job i do believe these are factory brakes on this if i'm not mistaken okay okay so you know <laughs> looks like gm was preparing yeah i mean i mean you know and and this is one of the benefits i think of, of messing around with a diesel truck as you're lifting it compared to doing like your gas 1500 build right um where you know the the truck from the factory was designed to be able to tow huge loads and, right. and be able to stop stop a trailer uh, to some extent. So so yeah, so having a little bit more braking capacity there for this type of tomfoolery, I'm sure sure is helpful. Here we are doing like a 40 roll on it. Uh, I don't want to like stand on the throttle on a truck like this, but good thing we're in Mexico. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not driving anything crazy. I think I just broke all the way up to 65. I'll admit to uh, <laughs> off of Serum Key, but um, down a nice country back road. Yeah, it's it's smooth. I, I mean, it's not a particularly windy day, so we're not getting pushed around or anything like that. Overall, uh, I'd say this truck's extremely surprising to me. I, I think we'll both agree on that. That. You know, we expected it to be a rough ride. We expected it to have the, all the classic uh, lifted issues. However, getting out here and actually driving it, I, I 
I haven't had that problem. I, no. I just I don't have those regular complaints. Uh, I know I've been extremely impressed. Chris, what do you think? Uh, 10 out of 10, man. You know, I think if you're in the market for a lifted truck and you're going to build something, I think you can definitely have that versatility of having something that is really well-rounded. Um, you know, again, it's something where you have to be very specific and tasteful with the parts that you choose to ensure that you can get a proper functioning vehicle. But, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely, I, I definitely underestimated the, the platform and what its capabilities were. And uh, the truck drives really, really well. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hey, keep an eye out. We're going to have a lot of how-to uh, episodes coming up in the Diesel Performance Podcast feed. Those will be coming at you uh, every Friday, just like regular episodes. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. This has been a blast. Hey, guys. It's Jeremy from the podcast uh, here to talk about this LB7 customer brought in. Uh, customer just bought it, uh, brought it in, wanted us to uh, do a health check and put a fresh trans in it. So this customer had just bought this pretty clean LB7. Uh, it's an O2. Uh, he bought it out of Indiana, brought it to us because uh, he had just bought it, like I just said. He was noticing that the trans wasn't as strong as that he thought it could be. Um, he's gonna tow a trailer, um, use it as a truck. So uh, brought it to us and I realized it was slipping a little bit. That's what the customer was thinking as well. Um, I brought it in. We had no check engine light, no codes, no trans codes, no engine codes. Um, but again, the trans just wasn't that strong. So I went through it and I did a health check on it. Um, pulled the dipstick, pulled the pan. I wanted to make sure that there was no metal. Um, went in and I saw material in it. Really dark fluid, burnt fluid. Um, but again, I wanted to see if there was any metal and stuff like that in the pan. Um, check the filter, cut the filter open on it because like, you know you might not see something in the bottom of the pan, but the filter could catch it. Um, so I cut the filter open on it, nothing. The trans is just hurt from having 180,000 miles on it. So that's what we did is uh, we went in and we put a new trans in it. The process on this to do these jobs is uh, pretty common compared to most Duramaxes from 01 to you know, 16, 17. Um, my favorite tools to use on this one is a really long extension, about a three foot extension with a magnet on it for doing the bell housing bolts. You know, to get those torque converter bolts and the bell housing bolts. Um, that magnet socket on this thing is like a game changer. <laughs> Eight bucks on Amazon if anybody wants one. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can get that socket, it literally takes a 20 minute or a two hour job down to like a 20, 30 minute job for getting those torque converter bolts out. Pro tip on this one is um, flushing the cooler and then checking the fluids on it. You know, even though like on this one here, I didn't uh, drain the transfer case on it. I took the transfer case off and set it on the bench and then I put the transfer case back up you always want to check the fluid. In this case here, this truck being having 180,000 miles on it, the transfer case was actually low on fluid, very dark on fluid. That's the last thing you want as in being your own or a customer's vehicle is that, you know, two months down the road, the transfer case start leaking or the transfer case to go bad. So checking fluids and even though if you didn't like change it, check it. So that's my pro tip for today. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. We are tall. We are high in the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah.